0: Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Dave Dunholm hanging out with you here in the home of world football in Southern California. Presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, puentehillstoyota.com. You can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer, because we got a lot to talk soccer about. Unbelievable week in the world of world football. Zinedine Zidane just keeps getting it done as Real Madrid manager, doesn't he? He's the best in the world. Yes, he manages the best team in the world, but he manages them as the best manager in the world. As they destroy Barcelona in the Super Cup, in the uh, La Liga, well, España Super Cup over there. At the Bernabeu, a 5-1 aggregate win after a 2-0 victory. Real Madrid cruised without Cristiano Ronaldo. Right? He gets hit for that five-match suspension for pushing the official in the first leg, which he deserved. Stop telling me it wasn't a dive and he didn't deserve the second yellow. And he wouldn't have pushed. No, you're right. It was a bad call by the referee. Guess what you can't do when a referee makes a bad call? Everybody, say it with me. You can't push the referee. As my 8-year-old niece, when she was 8, would say, no duh. Of course, she's 37 now. But when she was 8, decades ago, sorry, Danielle, she would have said, no duh. You can't push the referee. So don't tell me Cristiano Ronaldo got robbed or all that. Yes, you know what? Bad call. He overreacted, though, and he deserved the suspension, and I'm glad they didn't minimize that because I don't care how much of a superstar you are, and he is. Did you see the goal he scored after coming off the bench in that first leg? And then, dude, he ripped the shirt off. Why don't they, uh, you want to make soccer popular in America times 100, just keep replaying Cristiano Ronaldo ripping his shirt off like that. It was the coolest moment. Now, the ladies won't hate it either. But that goal was awesome, and the way he reacted, everybody loves it. It's cocky, it's brash, I get it. So what? It's great. You know who deserves to be cocky and brash? The best in the world at something. You're allowed to be cocky if you're Michael Jordan on the best night that Michael Jordan ever played. Imagine if we could pick out, and some of you probably have it in your mind, imagine picking out the best night of basketball Michael Jordan ever played, like the best he ever felt. Or Kobe Bryant, we can see what it was with Kobe, right? The 81. What must that feel like to be able to do that? And Cristiano Ronaldo does it time and time and time again. Cristiano Ronaldo scores 81 points like Kobe all the time. Unbelievable. But he deserves his suspension. I don't care how good you are. And yet Real Madrid doesn't need him. And why? Well, in no small part because they got a kid. Mario, how old is this kid, Marco Asensio? Check it out for me. Will you give me get his age for me real quick. Asensio. I think he's 14. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. This kid is unbelievable, right? Have you seen this guy? He is young. He is ultra talented and he's just getting it done. And now we're starting to see Asensio, who scored again in this leg. Now you're starting to see talent meet up with confidence. Talent meeting up with confidence. He's 21, by the way. He's 21. Unbelievable. Plays like he's 30 in terms of his head, too. Kid knows what he's doing. He's got all the tools. Now confidence is meeting up with talent. right? We saw when Kobe, and I'll I'll go back to Kobe Bryant. When Kobe came into the league, he had all the uh, confidence in the world. Now we know his talent still had some catching up to do, right? He was hoisting up air balls at the forum left and right when I first saw him play. Well, guess what? It all caught up. Marco Asensio. If you don't know the name, you should because his confidence is catching up with his talent, and it there. It, look, we can talk about talent all you want in sports, and it is utterly important, right? You don't get anywhere without true greatness in professional sport, whether it's soccer or otherwise. But man, when you lose that confidence, or you don't ever gain that type of confidence, you don't go to the next level or two or three. And Asensio is on the rise, and Real Madrid look unbeatable. And don't tell me it's the Super Cup. It doesn't matter. Have you ever seen the two play the El Clasico? Have you ever seen these two teams play each other? They could literally play a video game and they'd be at each other's throats. There is no such thing as a friendly between these two sides. I don't care. They played earlier in America earlier this year, in Miami. Still a great game. And Real Madrid just takes down the Super Cup as easy as you like. Unbelievable. You know what isn't easy in uh, in the world of soccer? Watching the transfer market in England. And this is something that has to be talked about. The latest, Danny Rose. No, not the Woody Allen character who played the agent to all the bad talent in Hollywood, Broadway Danny Rose. Just Danny Rose. Young, very good left back for Tottenham. Very talented. Plays for the English national team. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's a bad player or I don't like... No, he's good, okay? Make no mistake about what I'm about to tell you. He is good. Is he $65 million good? Absolutely not. This transfer market in England is ridiculous. It is absolutely out of whack. It is unbelievable. 65, I mean, he's a nice player. A nice player, really good player. Plays for the English national team. So what? The United States is as good or better than the English national team. The English national team is one of the most overrated national teams in the world right now. Big deal. No, he's a good player. 65 million? If Danny Rose had been born in France and played for Dijon... How much you think it would cost to buy Danny Rose right now? 10, 12 million tops. And don't tell me I'm lying, and don't tell me I'm wrong. If Danny Rose was born in Nantes and uh, or Nice and played in the French first division Ligue 1, or and I'm just using that as an example, if he was born in Anderlecht and played in Belgium, he'd be worth about 10 million, wouldn't he? 10 million bones you could have Danny Rose on your team. Well, not in England. Got to get that four hundred to five hundred percent markup on a a pretty darn good player, but not a superstar by any stretch. Got a tweet in here at Talk Soccer from Robert says, "Don't be all doom and gloom. Barcelona now got Polino, so things should turn around. That will help." They grabbed Polino back from the uh, Chinese Super League for some forty plus million. I think it was forty five million euros, right in that ballpark. He is good. Barcelona is not going, don't worry, Barcelona by the end of the season could be a real threat to win the Champions League, make no mistake. They got run over a bit here in this one, you know why? Because Real Madrid is just that good right now, there's no doubt. But I'm not taking anything away from Barcelona. Not at all. This stuff happens, it's early in the season, I get it. Lionel Messi is still Messi. He'll still make magic happen before it's all said and done. You want to hit me up on Twitter? It's at TalkSoccer. Guess what? I'm taking a quick early break here. The only reason I tell you that, it's bad radio normally, but I got to tease what's coming up. LA Galaxy President Chris Klein will be joining me. We had Bob Bradley on last week and made national and international news. Right? Those quotes that Bob Bradley spoke to you here on Soccer Weekly, those quotes were used all over the world, and I'm not exaggerating. Went viral, blew up. Well, now it's president of the L.A. Galaxy, Chris Klein's turn to step into the Soccer Weekly here. He's coming up next here on the home of world football in Southern California. You know it. You love it. It's Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave home and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I'm Dave home and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. And really, we're blowing up all over the world here at Soccer Weekly. So it's not just Southern California anymore. We are all over the world, whether it's on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. You can continue the conversation with me throughout the week. And by the way, thank you so much for many of you. And if you haven't already, please go subscribe, rate, and review the podcast at iTunes. It's blowing up there, too. Getting a lot of good response. And, you know, some negative, I can I can take it. 30 years in sports talk radio, I promise. I won't melt away if you hate the show. But if you love the show, I don't know, tell a buddy or two to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you hate the show, then tell an enemy or two, you know? Tick them off. If you hate me, why not make their day miserable? That's fine. I can handle that. And speaking of miserable, my LA Galaxy this season. There, I said it. I'm miserable. And we're hopefully going to get some answers. And we have to have these conversations because you know I love my LA Galaxy. Yes, I said it. My LA Galaxy. There is no, make no mistake about it. It has been tough, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. And sometimes you got to step up and tell the truth and talk it through. And that's what we're doing here every week on Soccer Weekly. We don't mess around. And Once again, on Twitter, you can uh, give me your thoughts. We got questions flying in for the man who's going to be our guest here. President of the LA Galaxy, Chris Klein. So feel free at Talk Soccer. Start sending those in and I'll be happy to get to those as well. All right, let's go to him. In fact, he is joining me right now. He is the president of my LA Galaxy and it's always a pleasure to talk to him. Chris Klein, Chris, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Anytime, Dave. Good uh, to talk to you.
0: Really appreciate it. Chris, I'm going to jump right in. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Why has the season played out this way in your estimation?
1: Uh, I think there are a num there are a number of factors. I think the uh part of it is you know last year we had a team that was built to win last year and going into the season we knew that at least to some extent we were going to have to strip it down and build it back up again um add into that you know some of the injuries that we've had and, and things that we've dealt with along the way and the results haven't gone our way so far this year in saying that we feel we feel good about the core pieces that we have and and uh the outlook for us going forward
0: now, for fans who may not have known, of course, Curtinova was in his first season as the head coach of the Galaxy after spending many years with the organization. It's never the intent, of course, to make changes when you hire a new coach. But Chris yeah. Klein and the Galaxy did. Why Ziggy at this point, Chris?
1: Uh, I mean, Ziggy, uh, his record speaks for itself. And, and with, our, with this group and with the, um, some of the things that have happened this year, we felt it was the right time to bring in a guy uh, like Ziggy um, certainly all the work that that Kurt has done for the club over the past um, six and a half years is is still remembered and and he did a fantastic job it's just uh, we are in uh, the results business and um, to some extent uh, we just felt that we needed a little more stability uh, a little more leadership and, and Ziggy certainly provides that.
0: Well, we saw it with Seattle last season. I'm not going to try to get too far ahead of myself. uh, But, Chris, are are you thinking, though, ahead to 18 at this point and planning out further?
1: There's no question. I mean, we think to 18, we think to 19, uh, and we think 2020 and beyond. And saying that, uh, we are still very much uh, thinking about 2017 and everything that we can possibly do to make a run this year. Uh, we understand all the math, and so at this point, it's a, it's game by game, and we have uh, another game in in a week's time in Columbus. And uh, the team, the reality is, the team has to start picking up points. And and if we can do that and get on a little bit of a run, who knows? In our league, uh, you just have to get to the playoffs. So uh, in saying that, Pete and his group though are are definitely looking uh, at the pieces that we've put in place, um, and then what we can do to improve going into 2018.
0: This is Soccer Weekly, ESPN, LA 710. I'm Dave Dunham, and I'm talking with uh, former MLS and LA Galaxy legend Chris Klein. He's now the Galaxy president. Of, he's actually the president of my LA Galaxy. And uh, Chris, you talk about keeping your eye on 17 while looking ahead. How do you address the need for a consistent striker, which we have not seen in this season?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we knew going into this year that that was going to be a challenge. And uh, with, with Giossi's early injury and, um, you know, some underperforming uh, minutes this year. I mean, we haven't gotten the results that we wanted uh, up front. And going in, uh, there was a possibility of adding a designated player in the summer, and when we looked at it, um, we felt that, that Jonathan was the right piece that we could bring in to build around. Uh, we know that we need a forward. We know that um, every successful team, well, really around the world, um, has that player that they can look to to get the big goal, and um, you know there are some things that we're in ways that we position ourselves to be able to do that uh, going forward. Uh, we still believe in Giacchi. We still believe that he can provide um, production for us both up top and out wide. So hopefully we can get that down the stretch from him uh, and from some other guys like Gio and Ramon and Ema. Um, get Sebastian back healthy and uh, add a piece or two uh, headed into next year.
0: Chris, I've been saying this for a while now, and it's it's coming to fruition after many years. I believe it's not only important. I think it's essential for MLS and the Galaxy to get a true foil back here in Los Angeles. I think this is going to be a great thing for both clubs. Now, I can't sugarcoat it. LAFC is coming into the league. You know mm-hmm. that. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about them, but the questions mm-hmm. have to be asked. Does this Could this actually be a boon for the not only the Galaxy, but for soccer here in the what is likely a top ten market in the world? There is,
1: yeah, there's no question, and um, them coming in and them coming in strong is, is not only good for us; it's good for soccer in LA and good for soccer uh, in this country. And um, you know, we're the established presence, and so they're going to constantly be nicking, nipping at our heels and and trying to to unseat us. So uh, it, it's caused us to look at ourselves and to be better in, in every way that we can. Um, but I think, by and large, if you take a step back and you remove yourself from it, uh, this is a positive thing. Uh, this is an overwhelmingly positive thing for soccer in L.A., and uh, I think a boon is is a great way to describe it.
0: Their hat does look good, though, Chris. i got to be honest with you. All I'm saying is the merchandise looks good. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But, Chris, okay. let me get you know, back to a little bit of seriousness here. Why the drop-off for L.A. Galaxy 2? Los Dos has been struggling this season as well.
1: Mm-hmm. When we, when we look at everything that we want to do, I mean, it all affects each other. And at certain points in the season, we have had, you know, 12 plus injuries to starters or first subs off the bench for our first team. Um, The knock on effect to that is we are pulling players that were meant to get uh, a full season at Galaxy 2, Ugariano, Nathan Smith, Jaime Villarreal. Ari Lasseter, a number of players that were supposed to, um, you know, be with Galaxy 2 and get meaningful minutes there. It's the reason that we've done it. Um, what happened is they, they had to play a majority of our first team minutes over the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. And so it, it brought players that were, um, possibly too inexperienced into our first team. And, and the knock on effect of that, of that is, is, players that were too inexperienced, uh, for Galaxy 2 as well. Um, the structure of what we have and how we're building out our development system is still the right way. So uh, we don't get caught up in results, certainly two, too, um, with those, but we have to keep building, keep doing it the right way and stick to uh, the plan that we put in place because we're as confident as we've ever been that it's the right one um, and it's it's going to make us a club that can build around not only the pieces that we bring in from the outside, uh, but the pieces that we have and that we develop in our club.
0: Talking to the president of my LA Galaxy, Chris Klein, here on Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Home with you on ESPN LA 710. Chris, can you shed a little light? What's the very latest on uh, Yella Van Dam? Hmm. Uh, I mean, Yella's Yella's
1: made it clear that um, he he wants to go home. Hmm. Uh, he he has a, a for personal reasons, and he, he misses his kids. And um, so we're still working through it. Uh, it's not an ideal situation for uh, for us for Yella. Um, but you know, there are things when in your personal life that affect your play on the field. And we've certainly seen that, uh, at different times, uh, with yellow this year, um, inconsistency for us, uh, in the back has been a big problem. And, um, I think he's been suspended for, uh, portions of, of eight of our games. And so, uh, it's never a good situation, but, uh, as they say, this is football, uh, and you look around the world, you look at. Uh, what's happening with Liverpool and Coutinho, what happened with Neymar, what's happening with uh, Costa at Chelsea, and this is just part of the business that that we're in. So uh, we still have a little bit of work to do, but uh, we're working through it. And uh, we aim to be a club where we want players that want to be with us um, and want to be here and want to work for their teammates and work for the fans and work for the club. So uh, Yellow's been a great player for us, and, and we have a little more work to do, so nothing's done yet.
0: Uh, Chris, uh, you mentioned the business that you're in. I think a couple of pieces of business that people may have missed, frankly, uh, when it comes to uh, the LA Galaxy this season that I'd like you to address. First is the signing of Efren Alvarez, which is massive, mm. coming from a young player through the academy. And also Kevin Hartman coming in and uh, developing the girls' academy. Talk a little bit about mm. both of those.
1: Yeah, I'll start with, with Kevin and our girls' academy. We, you know, When we look at things that we do, whether it's our academy or Galaxy 2 or our first team, um, you know, our owner, Mr. Anschutz, uh, has a demand that we do. If we're going to do it, we do it a certain way. So we look at every angle of of launching a girls' academy and do we partner with a club and and how much do we charge and what is it going to look like. And when we got around the table, we all just kind of looked at each other and knew what the answer was, and, and that's that we had to do it a galaxy way. So we, we fully funded the entire program, uh, which is the first of its kind in our country. Uh, we put over a million dollars into a training field at our facility um to give to give our girls the best possible training environment. And then we went out and brought uh, you know, one of our uh former players and legend and Kevin Hartman, someone that's had success um at the professional level and, and at the at the girls level and at the boys level down in Florida with the IMG Academy. So we're very proud of, of what's been going on there and, and think this is something that we can build around uh for a long time to come. And our academy and our development system is important to us. And you mentioned, Ephra, um, Ephra is, uh, he was born in 2002. So he's a 15 year old kid. And, <laughs> oh man. And he is known as, is the best prospect, uh, you know, in our, in our region, uh, both in the United States and Mexico. Uh, and he's a player that's been with us for some time, a player that we continue to develop. He has a long, long way to go, but he has an incredibly bright future. When you talk about players that have it, um, and that can be not only great players for the Galaxy, great players for um, his respective national team, uh, and, and some someone that can really be, uh, hopefully, um, someone that uh, can be one of the better players in the world. I mean, we're getting to the point where we are um, hopefully starting to produce players that are world-class. Uh, Christian Pulisic, um is getting there with Dortmund and with our national team, and uh, you look at a player like Efra and uh, again, with a lot of time and and a lot of work still to do, but we believe that we can produce players like that as well.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love his soccer brain, and uh, it's, a, it's a cliche that's used, but his left foot is very cultured, to say the least. So, <laughs> really Chris, is. before we let you go, one last thing. All I ask, look, I understand – you know, you know me. This season hasn't gone the way you wanted it. It hasn't gone the way we've wanted it as fans. Mm-hmm. We? Uh, all I ask is you just be the best football team that plays at the StubHub Center. By the okay, that's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, our aim, our aim is there, and uh, yeah, we know the uh, the Chargers are there, and and we welcome them. And uh, so far, it's been a very positive experience for everyone. So uh, we'll teach them what real football is like, and. Amen. Hopefully, we can accomplish
0: that. Amen. Well, it's been a real fun time here, Chris, uh, the president of the LA Galaxy, Chris Klein, joining me here on Soccer Weekly. Chris, as always, great to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time.
1: Anytime, Dave. Good to talk to you. You
0: bet. Chris Klein, the president of my LA Galaxy, taking some uh, tougher questions here. Look, you knew he wasn't going to back down from that. He knows what's going on, and uh, always been a stand-up guy with me, and I appreciate that. And it's good to talk to him here on uh, Soccer Weekly for. I can't sugarcoat it, and I've said it here. If you've been listening, you know. He knows. The team knows. I don't uh, dance around it. They haven't played well. I walked out of the NYCFC game on Saturday before it was over. There, I said it. Two-nil loss, and it didn't look good. So there are tough questions that have to be asked, and I didn't expect him to not answer anything, and he answered everything. But, you know, people are up there. Look, here's the thing. Galaxy fans, I'm not making excuses for Chris Klein. I would have said it when he was on the air if I was. Here's my thing about the Galaxy. This season is a rarity. If this becomes a habit, then I really start to worry. Am I happy about this? No. This is this season is killing me. Truly, this is my team. Do I love the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Indians, and the Cleveland Cavaliers? You bet. They're all 1A and a distant 1A to the LA Galaxy. This season is killing me. But let's be realistic here. It's a one-off. We saw a bad season when Rudulit was around. That was ugly. Oh, man, was that ugly. That was a while ago, wasn't it? We've hoisted cups since then. Let's figure this out and move forward. Hopefully, it is a one-off. I want your reaction to all that, Galaxy fans. Fans of the beautiful game, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Be careful if you're out there on the roads. Pull over. Don't be stupid. 877-710-ESPN on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. This is Soccer Weekly on the home of world football here in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. Galaxy Fan React, I want to hear from you. Look. I don't usually mess around with phone calls or anything else when I do the regular sports talk. You know, the average sports talk show, not that big a deal. But for Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710, I do want to hear from you, no question. You deserve that outlet, and ESPN LA 710 has provided it for you and me, and I appreciate that. At 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Soccer. Got to give you a little bit of scoreboard action. I was covering the UEFA Champions League playoffs for Fox Soccer, as I am wont to do over at Fox Sports, and uh, I watched the Olympiacos take out Rieka 2-1, a late goal for Olympiacos there in that first leg, but the whole, the road goal by Rijeka early really sets up an interesting Leg two coming up on Tuesday of next week. Celtic ran by Astana of Kazakhstan 5-0. I thought that was going to be a much closer game. Celtic looked very good. Apoel Beersheva beating Maribor with two goals. Coming back to win 2-1 at home, but that sets up another interesting. Istanbul, Bashak Shahir. Bashak Shahir. Really has some good talent. Emmanuel Adebayor, Gale Cliché, names you know. But Sevilla, oh boy, they're loaded. Sevilla gets the win on the road, 2-1. They're set up nicely. Napoli, a nice 2-0 victory over Nice, who was missing Mario Bellatelli due to injury. And Wesley Snyder not yet able to play after signing about a week ago. So Napoli with a big 2-0 advantage there. Montreal Impact ran over Chicago earlier in MLS. That was a big win for Montreal. They're starting to kind of click. If they can somehow reverse what was a horrible start to the season, and their defense, it was putrid. I don't know. Montreal's got a lot of offensive talent. Chicago really stubbed their toe on the road in that one. And, of course, the game we talked about earlier, Real Madrid beating Barcelona in the second leg 2-0 after a 3-1 win in the first leg. So they win the Super Cup 5-1. Toluca! This is a miniature version of my Toluca-Pachuca update. Copa MX Group 1. They get a win over Dorados de Sinaloa. Beating Dorados 2-1. Necaxa over Mineros de Zacatecas. 4-0. Oh, man. I loved when the minnows kind of be. Eh. Necaxa was always going to. Ooh, UAEM Potros at last check. Leading Club America at halftime. Ooh. Hope that holds on. Well, that's a little bit of a look at the scoreboard. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. The number for you to get involved. Oh, man. All oh, my L.A. Galaxy buzz. Just talk with President Clint, Chris Klein. I want your reaction. I want to hear from you on the phone lines and on Twitter at talk soccer, And I got to go to this. Really? Hello, soccer hater Al. What's up? Welcome to Soccer Weekly.
2: Dave, I know you love me, and I know you look at the books, and I know that they show a rating spike every time I call in your show. So don't try to, don't try to play like you don't love it when I call in. Look, I wanted to call in today. Because I saw headlines on Twitter. By the way, uh, shout out to myself, uh, soccer hater out uh, on Twitter. I saw headlines about all of our NFL stadiums, you know, our NFL stadiums in North America being used in the 2026 World Cup bid, and I wanted to vomit. So I was going to call into your show for that, but then I actually listened to your show for once. Yeah. And I couldn't believe my ears. The biggest proponent of soccer on in God's country, Thank Dave you. Denholm. Yes saying that to increase soccer popularity in the United States that all you guys have to do is for Christian Rolando to take his shirt off after every goal is is, is that the words that came out of your mouth not the merits of the game the beautiful game right that's right it wouldn't hurt did you see that dude with his shirt off Soccer hater, know. Al, look, <laughs> I know you can – I get it. Look, get you and it, I but, can
0: barely see past our stomachs. I get it,
2: soccer hater, Al, you fat slob. But anyway – But look, if you, wanna, if you want somebody to take their shirt off, you, you should watch a real sport. There's one this Sunday. It's in Brooklyn. It's called SummerSlam, <laughs> WWE. You should check that out. That's where you can see real athletes – apply apply their trade in something that's actually entertaining. You know
0: what, soccer hater Al? I watch SummerSlam every day, believe it or not. I DVR the bold and the beautiful every day.
2: Oh my! That's my soap opera,
0: soccer hater Al. Get out of here. Get him out. It's a red card to soccer hater Al. Get him out. Unbelievable. 877-710-ESPN. Yes, the referee is going to give him the red card for that one. Sickening, that soccer hater Al. Disgrace. Let's go to a real fan out in Delano, Ronald calling in. Ronald, welcome to uh, Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710
2: with Dave Dunholm. What's up? Hey, Dave, how are you, how you doing? Good, good. I just, just want to say that um, I saw some tweets out saying we're letting Van Dam go. What about are we getting anything for him, like a transfer fee? Well, as Chris
0: Klein said, they're still working out some details, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here. We just spoke with him. Working, it's not uh, it doesn't appear to be a done deal in that sense. So maybe I don't know, uh, Ronald. It's a good question. Uh, maybe they're trying to work something out. It's also it's also a case where in this situation, where a guy wants to specifically go back home, in other words, or to like one, you know, his back home to, you know, we presume somewhere in Belgium to play close to where he. And his family reside, that's going to be a little trickier, maybe, than to get money out of that. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's not as though you got the whole world to sell Yellow Van Dam to. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: I just, I, I always like, you know, show me the money. Yeah, I understand. Even make a,
0: but we could also look at it this way, Ronald. He's making like six or 700 grand. That's money we find if we get rid of him, right? I mean, and it's not, no, it's not making a profit, which is what you're talking about, and I agree, but at the very least, we will have some major cap room. Because of that and, you know, with a league and thank you for the phone call, Ronald, a league that has a cap, whether it's the NBA. And a different level, I get that NFL, when you have a cap, that is a factor. So often I hear in sports, not just in MLS, or but in, you know, the NBA or Major League. Well, Major League Baseball doesn't have a cap, so it doesn't matter. NFL, NBA or MLS, everybody's, you know, some fans are like, who cares what the owners pay them? Why should you care? Well, if it's a salary cap league, you should, because it does affect the team. And at the very least, we'll get some room out of it. But it's a good question. I don't I don't see us really being able to pull out a, a transfer fee. And maybe I'll be wrong. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776 is the number to hit me up here at Soccer Weekly. Brought to you by uh, our friends at Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry Ellie today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter. Conversation is rolling on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Jose just tweets in, uh, he tweets in at TalkSoccer and at Al, and says, your phone conversations are the best. Thanks for the SummerSlam shout-out. Uh-oh. Oh, no, soccer hater Al actually has his first fan. We don't like to see that, if I'm being perfectly honest. That's a little disturbing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and don't, hey, keep it right here. We'll continue the conversation at eight seven 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 ten espn What's going on with my LA Galaxy? I had to leave the game early against NYCFC because I couldn't take it anymore, if I'm being honest. It wasn't pretty. And I'm about ready to tell you something that I don't like to say coming up. You'll have to hear it from me then. This is Soccer Weekly. I'm Dave Dunholm and you are listening to the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Nice. I don't think we've heard this one. on Nice. I dig it. Soccer Weekly, Dave Denholm and you on ESPN LA 710, presented by our friends at Puente Hills Toyota. 877-710-ESPN, the number to get involved. You can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Yeah, it's that simple. Follow me there. And by the way, go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. The podcast, if you miss any part of the show, you missed the Chris Klein interview from earlier, it'll be up literally minutes. uh, Jesse Lopez is on it. And you can follow that there. Go to iTunes, search Soccer Weekly. It's that simple. Subscribe, rate, and review. Please. Do that for me, if you will. Especially if you hate Soccer Hater Al, as much as I do. At Soccer Hater Al. Don't go follow him on Twitter. At Soccer hater Al. You wouldn't want to do that. Uh, It has been a lot of fun. Mario, I'm going to jump into this a little earlier because we got some stuff to talk about, I believe. This is our favorite time. Yeah, this is stoppage time. What time is it? It's stoppage time. Yeah, Stoppage stoppage time. Right now. Dave. Yep, the producer of this show is Mario Rees. Sorry for stepping on you there, man. I deserve no problem, a man. quick little uh, free kick for you and your side after <laughs> I stepped on your foot there, but welcome, Mario.
3: Yeah, so our LA Galaxy are at the top of the list when it comes to the most valuable teams in MLS, according to Forbes. Nice. Galaxy's at number one with a team value of $315 million. Woo! Seattle Sounders come in at number two with $295 million. That Toronto, makes sense.
0: Yeah, I would have guessed that.
3: Yep. Toronto FC, 280 mil, mm-hmm. New York City FC, 275 mil, Orlando City with 272 mil. Wow. Uh, but I want to know, what are the three teams that are at the bottom of the list? What do you think, Dave? Oh, wow.
0: Three of the least valuable. Now, this is uh, no Atlanta United and no Minnesota? Exactly. Or they, okay. So no, they're, they're not included in so this. So it was the 20 teams 20 that teams. ended last season. Um, well, the five you named, I certainly wouldn't have named any of them. Those are all you knew. Those are all ultra valuable teams. I got my list now. Uh, I'm going to go, and I could be dead wrong on this, but I- I'll have my reasons. Colorado Rapids, New England Revolution, and Real Salt Lake.
3: Uh you're you're right with Colorado Rapids. Okay, they came in at number 19 oh, out of 20. All right. Yep, they came in with 135 mil. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver
0: was actually 18. Wow.
3: Yeah, 150 mil. And Columbus Crew was at the uh, very, very bottom yeah. with uh, 130 mil.
0: I thought about the Crew. That's exactly where I should have went. Should have gone there. RSL has a beautiful stadium. You know, a lot of times, look, Crew had the first soccer-specific stadium, but it's getting older. And uh, RSL has a too beautiful of a stadium to be down there.
3: They're there. actually at 17. Oh, though. well,
0: I mean, so I was yeah, close. There, pretty so. close. Where in the world in New England is they're miserable?
3: New England's at number uh, twelve with uh,
0: two hundred twenty-five. Oh Lord, that just must be the Boston thing exclusively, or the New England name. You know, come on, they play in a football stadium on bad turf. You know, come on, that's terrible. Yeah, Revolution have never. I mean, they don't. Ugh, they're awful. Terrible organization. <laughs> all right.
3: So, eighteen-year-old so U.S. international star Christian Pulisic says he's happy at Borussia Dortmund and rejected rumors that he could be
0: going to Liverpool. Mm. You think the kid is making the right decision? Uh, Yes, I do, for certain reasons. Maybe not for others. I think this is a very interesting topic because it has so many layers, and we'll start to break these down. That's why we wanted a few more minutes to do this here, Mario. Christian Pulisic, right now, what, just about to turn 19, so he's still a kid. Oh, yeah. Even in soccer terms, he's still a kid. He's in a great situation, already having played a ton at Borussia Dortmund. Now, it's a new coach. Everybody was worried about the new manager coming in, Peter Bosch coming in, and he'll be fine. He is a part of the plans of Borussia Dortmund, right? So we don't have to worry about that. And Borussia Dortmund is not afraid to play young kids and let them grow. Look at their roster. They have young kids all over. Now, Dembele's about to go off to Barcelona, the likely rumor there with all the money Barcelona has. Looks like Dembele's on his way out. Maybe that opens up even more playing time. Christian Pulisic is in a good situation soccer wise week in week out is he in a good situation for maybe the biggest branding he could do here in america look i work for fox soccer i work for fox sports we have the bundesliga it is a magnificent league it's growing is it up yet to where the uh, premiership is no you can't say that it is no not in america the premiership is bigger does he go to liverpool and become a bigger star immediately maybe yeah If he played enough, if he did as well, and if he incorporated with... Here's the thing. Borussia Dortmund is a better team. I know that's hard for people to admit or to hear, but it is true. Borussia Dortmund is a better club than Liverpool right now on the pitch. Liverpool is iconic. I love Jurgen Klopp. I love all that the Reds stand for, okay? You'll never walk alone. I get it. They are a magnificent club. I'm taking nothing away from them. Borussia Dortmund is better. Now Dave, uh, Brian
3: McBride talked to uh, ESPN FC's Alexis Nunes And okay. he says Pulisic might have his sights set on something bigger than Liverpool Check it out
2: It's no disrespect to Liverpool But I think uh, he probably has his sights even higher I've What we
3: talking in Barcelona, Real Madrid
2: I, I've, I've heard that that is part of uh, the plan And that's not coming directly from him It's coming through different, different people But um, why wouldn't you think that way?
0: Why wouldn't you? I 100% agree this is a great point from Brian McBride. And when Alexis Nunez mentions the two big names, let's be realistic here, Barcelona and Real Madrid, Mario, at first you scoffed. Yeah. Be honest when you heard that. Yes, I did. That is where he should be thinking. Because he's 19 and he's on a trajectory, why not? Christian Pulisic is the best American soccer player ever. He is the best player ever already. I love you, Landon. I know you're listening. Sorry. You're a very close second. Christian Pulisic is on a different level. If he continues to progress, nothing's certain, right, in professional sports. We've seen it before, Mario. We have all can talk about guys in Major League Baseball and football and basketball that failed who we thought were going to be great. Maybe Christian Pulisic, though, is the exception and does become that kind of player. Then, in my estimation, hear me out. In about 8 to 10 years, Christian Pulisic will be hitting his true peak, 28, 29 years old. If he becomes that Barcelona or Real Madrid type superstar, he will be the biggest athlete on the planet. Whoa. Calm yes, down, Dave. He will. Wow. That's a lot of ifs. But yeah. think about it. If the game progresses, here in America, 8, 9 years from now, he progresses the way we think he could and ends up being that superstar on Barcelona, Real Madrid. Remember, Cristiano Ronaldo will be retired. Lionel Messi will likely be retired, we suspect, right? That's eight, nine years from now. These guys are not going to be 35. They're going to be, well, you know, they're going to be gone. I'm talking a new generation. Christian Pulisic could be the biggest athlete on the planet. Remember, LeBron James will be gone by then, right? Right? You're talking about biggest athlete on the planet, not just in soccer? Not just in soccer. Okay. Because if he does become that and goes to a place like Barcelona or Real Madrid, and I'm putting a lot of pressure on the kid, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but there is that possibility. What, and dare I say it here on Soccer Weekly, all you people will freak out, what if he wins a World Cup with the United States? Right? That makes a big difference. How about it? how about it? We hear this about to hoist the World Cup for the United States is Barcelona's superstar midfielder, Christian Pulisic. And he hoists that cup on a, a wherever, whatever, you know, Fox Sports, whoever's carrying it. At that that bandwagon is going to be overflowing. There you go. There you go. It is possible. Dream a little dream with me, soccer fan. Thanks, Mario. That is stoppage time. He is Mario Rees, the great producer of the show. The great Jesse Lopez also helping out. Thanks so much to LA Galaxy President Chris Klein for stepping in here on the show and taking my questions. Also to Brendan for uh, helping us set that up over at the Galaxy as well. Really appreciate that. And most of all, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, tell your soccer friends all over the world to do the same. Search for Soccer Weekly, subscribe, rate, and review that. I would appreciate it. Thanks so much to all the callers. Couldn't get to everybody. Appreciate you as well. I'm Dave Denholm. This is Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710.